to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, and yes! Touchdown, did he get it? All right, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in, being part of the show. Love to hear from you on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. A couple topics on the docket for today. Uh, Nice win again by the Utah Jazz on the road against a quality opponent, finding ways to get it done. We'll do our predictions, how we think things are going to play out late Saturday night in Hawaii for Utah State. I think you just mean Sunday morning. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) That's how late the game is going to feel. Uh, When it's all said and done, it'll be early Sunday morning. Um, And we got our pick six. We haven't been doing that for a little while, so we're going to bring that back and try to predict some things uh, for the upcoming weekend. I'd love to hear from Utah State uh, men's basketball announcing some uh, National Letter of Intent signees. So some uh, future players for Coach Ryan Odom. And uh, we can announce that and get to uh, get into who they are and how they might help the program. So uh, a lot of different topics, and certainly if, if there's something else on your mind that you want to discuss, we'll entertain it. 435-339-0321 to chime in and join us here on the Full Court Press. Um and actually, let's let's start with uh, Utah State basketball. I know Jason, you had a chance to go up and and be there with uh, Coach Odom, hear from him this morning or this afternoon, excuse me, uh, as Utah State gets ready for another home game tomorrow night. And we'll get more into those matchups more specifically t- during tomorrow's show. But um, you had a chance to go up and hear from Coach Odom uh, today, and also I don't I don't know if he addressed these uh, new players or not. Oh, uh, we didn't ask, so I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think to ask him about it. Um, I probably should have, um, but I, what, that's not what I was on mind. I was thinking more of asking him about uh, the upcoming Bradley matchup. So uh, we'll have to get his specific thoughts on these uh, on these recruits later. Yeah. Well, we've got uh, some comments that he made in the official release that we have on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, you can go read more about it. Basically, uh, three players announced. Uh, for the 2023-24 signing class, and that's Garrison Phelps out of Phoenix, Arizona, St. Mary's Catholic High School. Uh, Khalifa Sacco, originally from France, but has been playing at South Plains College. And Carson Templin from uh, Fairview, Texas, went to uh, currently playing for Lovejoy High School. Yeah, certainly some, some big kids... Uh... Phelps is listed as a 6'6 guard. Uh, might be a little closer to 6'5, but I don't know. High school heights can be exaggerated. But uh, he's also an athlete. Um, probably a bit raw, but he's going to come in. He's going to bring in length. Um, uh, Sacco is he's a 6'11. Uh, I think he was like defensive player of the year in his uh, 
conference or it's it's confusing where he's played. It's like South Plains College, I think, mm-hmm. right now. Didn't play a ton of minutes, supposedly, but was supposedly awarded uh, like a. De- I, I this is stuff. Well, I've, Phelps was uh, recognized as a defensive player of the year. Was, am I confusing those two now? Uh, was first team All State and All Arizona. Uh, Sacco uh, appeared in 32 games, 11 starts, uh, averaging 6.4 points, 5.3 boards, and 1.8 blocks per game. Um, scored in double figures 10 times. Yeah, maybe I'm confusing who was winning the. Of course, you know, the 1.8 blocks in, in the stats that I saw, so he wasn't playing much more than 12, 15 minutes a game. Um, so he's a guy who, when I see, you know, I've seen highlight reels, which is bare bones analysis he's a guy who gets a lot of flashy blocks i'm not sure how real fundamentally sound he is on defense but he's a guy with length and he can touch the sky when he jumps Mm. (laughs) so uh an athlete uh, carson templin kind of an undersized four very much plays inside but he's only like six 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 seven so the list of is 6'8". I don't think I believe that. <laughs> um, if he is 6'8", then he's fine. And maybe he's growing because he's still in high school. Um, I love him solely for the fact that he, was one of, he wears one of those ninja-style headbands. And so watching him on those highlights, I was like, okay, get this guy on the team solely <laughs> for his uh, his headband. Uh, but he plays with a lot of a lot of energy and swagger. So you got three good kids coming in. We'll see, you know, you know, just how much potential. Not, none of them are really highly regarded recruits in terms of their rating. Um, but people who are around these kids have spoken highly of them. And as you said earlier, a, a lot of size here. You got a six-five guard, six-eleven forward, and a six-eight forward. Uh, it's part of this class, and they're all young. Um, yeah, Sako is uh, technically a transfer, but really he only played his freshman year, and so he still has a lot of years of eligibility. So you get some some youth and size in your program, develop them, and uh, uh, that's on paper sounds exciting because that's really all we have right now to go off of. Yeah, and it's hard to find these guys because Phelps actually. So I think he's playing. He's played for. What was it? It was a high school in, in Arizona. I forget which one. But I think now he's going to an academy, which if they go to any kind of academy, basically not a public high school, you cannot find stats for them mm-hmm. because they'll never give them to you. Um, granted, I've never asked, but they don't have them anywhere. And I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on them giving it to me if I asked. Um, so you can find some stats for Templin. And I can't remember what his were. I wrote an article when he... he uh, like verbally committed or something like that a, a few weeks ago. Like he posted on his Twitter and Instagram, you know, cause what was it? It was yesterday or the day before. I think it was yesterday actually. It was basically like national signing day or whatever they call it. Right. National letter of intent. Yes. Day. There's, there's some official name for it, but it's, you know, they're, they're, they're signing all those different things. So, um, some of these guys kind of committed a little before we knew about Phelps and Templin before now. Sako was like just this week. That we found out. Uh, yeah, here's uh, some quick comments from uh, Ryan Odom. This is according to a release that was issued. Uh, it says he's thrilled to welcome these players into his fa- into the basketball family. But then he says this: all three are tremendous young men who fit in perfectly with our programming culture. Each fit it uh, hit it off instantly with our players and staff, 
And I know we're all excited that they made the decision to be Aggies. Each of the three are high-level athletes who love the game of basketball, and I'm confident will be crowd favorites in the spectrum. Yeah, they it's are interesting that he throw that little nugget in there. The the last bit. That they'd be crowd favorites. Yeah, um, yeah, they certainly can be because you know they're guys who can make you know highlight plays. I think Sako will certainly play with an energy and a again kind of a swagger that that I think the crowd will absolutely love. Templin's kind of the same way. I haven't seen as much of Phelps, but these are guys who you know play with high energy, and those are the guys that the crowd ends up absolutely loving. Yeah, Coach Odom described Garrison Phelps as an explosive wing with a lot of potential. Uh, somebody who uh, will stretch the defense. Uh, does call him a, a, str- a tough defender, a son of a coach, so knows the game. Uh, with uh, uh, with Sako, he says, uh, Khalifa is a high-level athlete who's a terrific shot blocker and rim protector, runs the floor well, can finish inside. He will be an elite defensive presence for us. And then Carson Templin, he says, Carson is an explosive forward with a high motor, Tremendous rebounder with a nose for the ball, skilled and physical offensive player. He'll stretch the floor for us. Carson fits our program perfectly on and off the court. So you can read more about them. Uh, there is a little bit of detail about um, you know their accomplishments and statistics uh, from uh, last season uh, coming into uh, another year here for getting ready for uh, their next uh, basketball seasons coming up. But you can read more about it on CashValleyDaily.com. Yeah, and I think those, you know, Odom was spot on with those. Obviously, he's better basketball mind than I am, and he's more familiar with these guys. But from what I've seen, those are those are good descriptions, especially because Phelps looks like he's the guy who could, of those three, is the most likely to be an every night scorer. Um, I don't know if Templin or Sokka are likely to be much more than ten point per game guys, but they have you know areas they're going to help in otherwise. Sokka, obviously, he's the guy who will anchor a defense. You know. Go back to having you know a Nimiash Keta in there, a shot deterrent, something that we've not had since Keta was here. Um, and then Templin, you know, maybe a similar archetype to Justin Bean, where he's not going to be super great at creating offense for himself, but he can be opportunistic and he can go get rebounds. Probably not the you know 10, 11 that Bean was able to get, but you know seven or eight, despite not being the tallest guy on the court. Okay. Uh, so kind of exciting news there for Utah State for their uh, signing class for the 2023-2024 basketball season. Uh, a couple texts uh, come through. Actually, oh, I guess it's just a one. Uh, from 5451, texting in, asking, does Utah State still have a chance to be bowl eligible? They do. Yes, they have a chance. They, uh, if they win two of the last three games. They're at four and five. If they win two games, they'll be bowl eligible. Now, whether or not they make a bowl, because they'll be on the edge of, you know, again, I don't know how many how many teams are going to be bowl eligible, but if there's more eligible teams than slots, the way Utah State's been, they might be on the short list of teams to hold out. Yeah, I think it really depends on where the bowl is. Yeah. Because Utah State may look at it, and I know Blake Anderson, he has been saying now for the last several weeks, they are fighting like heck to get his team bowl eligible and get to a bowl game. He sees tremendous value in a bowl game. Now, 
on an administrative side and expenses side and fan interest <laughs> may determine something different. But ultimately, you got to go with your coach. Um, but if it's something that's, you know, if, if they end up going to Hawaii over Christmas for a bowl game, I know the, the basketball team's already going to be there, but you already made one trip out to Hawaii. Are you going to pay to do another one? Yeah, that, that, that'd be really tricky for them to do. That, that bowl payout is basically a wash. Yeah. It's, it's, you lose money on going to a bowl game like that. Basically. So it's, it is tricky. Certainly you think of, you know, regionally, if it, if it is a close-by bowl, and I don't know exactly where all the placements and who's supposed to go where, because a lot of times that can determine where teams go. You know, the New Mexico Bowl, the Arizona Bowl, um, I mean, probably not the Arizona Bowl, uh, you know, the Frisco Bowl, and I'm trying to think how many of these bowls are actually still around. I haven't looked at the uh, bowl projections. So I can't remember which new bowls there are and which um, um, which ones are still around. So if it's a close-by one, you know, and they don't already have spots filled with other conference obligations, then, you know, there, there's every chance that a bowl is going to be perfectly happy to bring Utah State to a bowl because – you know, Utah State does have a decent, you know, traveling fan base so long as they don't have to fly halfway across the country or across an ocean. So, you know, there's, you know, motivation for bowls on their side to bring Utah State in, um, especially because Utah State's usually involved in exciting bowl games. But the thing is, if obligations, again, if there's like, you know, if it's supposed to be a Mountain West Pac-12 or a Pac-12 versus MAC or whatever, if some of the nearby bowls get filled up with those obligations, then it might be hard for a, a bowl to really want to have Utah State, a 6-6 six and six Utah State most likely, you know, playing a game in, I don't know, North Carolina or something. <laughs> I don't know where all these bowls are at. Yeah, uh, it'll be tricky to see. But before any of that, they got to win two of their last three. Yeah, that, that's, And it's not going to be an easy task. Yeah, you know, they, basically they got to win one of San Jose, so San Jose State and Boise State. Of course, that's assuming, which can be a dangerous thing, it's assuming that they beat Hawaii this weekend. Uh, we'll talk more about that a little bit later on. Uh, shelf that for just a minute. We're going to shift gears and talk about Utah State tennis. Uh, David Cherney joining us now, and he's having a, a great run for Utah State with their tennis team. Uh, joining us now here on the Full Court Press. Uh, uh, David, thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. Hello, guys. How you doing? I mean, how's the season uh, been going on so far, do you think? Uh, I'm doing great. The uh, team is doing great. We have some couple of good results overall as a team this fall. So, this really good for the spring season. Yeah, so obviously you've been doing a spring season. Obviously the main one is kind of starts in like January. So, like, yes. how have things been going, you know, for you? Obviously you have ITA regionals, nationals. What was that run like uh, for you? You know, uh, I mean, to be honest, it was pretty crazy. Like, uh, as I said, uh, I also attended All-American Tournament, and uh, it was a really great run uh, for all team. Uh, we made some really good matches. Uh, I reached the final. One of my teammates reached the semifinal. Uh, I reached the semifinal uh, with my teammate in doubles. So I'm really happy for the results that we achieved, and uh, Nationals, it was like a, it was like a gift for me. For the whole hard work in regionals. So. What was that process like, just uh, being able to 
go to that kind of a stage and be able to play on, on that kind of a level of, of playing field with other uh, opponents, uh, playing some high-level tennis. Yeah, uh, to be honest, it was a really big experience for me, which I'm really thankful for. Uh, you know, it was basically top 32 best players in the country. And uh, to see and to be able to play that level, it gave me a lot of confidence. And uh, everything what I can say is just it's going to help me improve and be a better player in the spring. So, yeah. So tell us about that, that match at Nationals. I believe uh, you fell in the first round, but like, what was that match for you? Um, again, playing on that such a high stage against a really good opponent, because I think you faced, was it the two seed of the tournament? Yes, that's right. Yeah, so it was like playing, I mean, you know, two seed in a, in, in you know. Um, you know, um, like, as I said, uh, I went there already, and uh, we talked with coach before the match, and we said to each other, like, let's give everything to it. Um, let's play my game, and let's see how it goes. Um, you know, those players, you know that they're going to bring their best game every day, and you just need to fight every point. And the, I would say the biggest the biggest difference was the speed, uh, the, the ability to just control the rallies, and uh, I was always under pressure every point, and I think that was also good for me because that helped me, and right now I can see where I can improve and be a better player. So, uh, David, uh, you're, a, you're a native of Slovakia, uh, so what was it that, that brought you to Utah State, and uh, why did you ultimately choose to come here to Logan? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it already started when I was really young, uh, thanks to my dad. Uh, he played ice hockey here in the U.S., and uh, I was able to see uh, overall the college sports and how big is it here in the U.S., so... It was kind of like a dream to come to U.S. and play uh, college tennis. And uh, so I was in Virginia Commonwealth University for two years, and then uh, I transferred to Utah State. I was trying to find a good team, good college with uh, with uh, high goals. And uh, Utah State seems perfect fit for, for me overall in education or sports. So I'm really happy that I chose Utah State. So, what was last year like for you? Because at uh, VCU, you weren't playing uh, a ton. Um, obviously, you, you played some, but you, you were obviously mainstay as far as what Utah State was doing here. What was that like for you to be able to play a lot, um, you know, as a junior at Utah State? Um, to be honest, it's, it's kind of different, you know. Uh, you play higher position, high lineup, uh, more pressure. Um, especially, you need to be confident and, like, you need to bring your best every time to your match. There is uh, no time to just kind of mistakes. And uh, you know that you're going to be there on the court every day. It feels good, but there is also something where you need to deliver. So I would say that's the biggest difference between VCU and Utah State. David Cherney, uh, tennis player for Utah State University. And David, you play both singles and in doubles. Uh, and you've had success in both. Uh, you named All Mountain West in both singles and doubles this last last spring. Uh, but do you, if you had to choose one, is there one that you feel like is uh, stronger for you, or do you really enjoy playing both? Um, to be honest, uh, I enjoy playing more singles. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but thankful to college tennis here, 
I would say I improve very, very, very good in doubles right now. So I can't really say that uh, I'm a better player in singles, but if I need to choose one, it will be singles. So when you play doubles, do you play more? Do you play better on the back line, or are you better uh, playing up at the net and attacking? Uh, so I would say I'm. I would say I'm more like a baseline player. So good serve, baseline. Try to try to attack from the baseline, and then of course you need to in doubles you need to go to the volley and finish your points at the net. Uh, but as I said, like in tennis, there is always some things you need to improve and. I would say uh, Utah State really helped me to improve in doubles. You mentioned that you chose Utah State because you liked the coaching, you liked the goals and the direction of the program. Mm -hmm. Uh, How well do you feel like that's uh, coming to fruition or coming true based on what you saw initially in your uh, initial recruiting? Um, So when I I spoke to Coach, uh, I mean, the reason why I was coming here, I told him, like, I want to go to the team with high goals, obviously try to win conference and improve as a player. Uh, my goals, it's like get the best education, uh, even try to go and play pro after college. Uh, so we'll see what we're going to get uh, after Utah State. But the best thing, uh, which I'm thankful for here in Utah, they really care about tennis, they really care about education, and uh, they really helped me to be a better player singles, doubles, and overall as a person as well. So so uh, as a team last year, you guys uh, were like, I think, slightly under 500. I think as a team were like 11 and 12. Uh, not common for Utah State to be under 500. Um, so how do you feel like the team is coming along in terms of, you know, getting to back to where this men's tennis team has been where, you know, a lot of years it's been a contender in the Mountain West? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, last year we were coming one of the favorites in Mountain West Conference. That means if you're a better team, you play also against better teams as well. Uh, we started season really good. We have uh, some tough losses, 3-4, unfortunately. Uh, but we play against good teams. We got a lot of experience. And then in kind of in the end, in April, we started playing really, really good as a team overall. Uh, because we were struggling to like deliver four points really consistently, uh, especially in doubles, we were losing so many doubles points. But uh, in the end, we got really good. Uh, unfortunately, in Mountain West tournament, we fell short to New Mexico three four. But uh, I feel like we were very much better team in the end, which is a really positive thing. Uh, you so, mentioned you were uh, also interested in Utah State for its uh, a- academics, but um, what what are you studying in school right now? Uh, so I'm currently majoring in finance. I'm senior. Okay. Um, so I'm kind of curious. A couple of smaller questions, like because with the team aspect of tennis, you're all playing matches at the same time. Uh, how much do you pay attention to your other teammates as they're uh, playing? Are you able to, Are you able to keep track of what's going on over there? Um, to be honest, um, sometimes there are times when you're just really focusing on your match and you don't even realize there's somebody else around you, but this is a team sport, so you need to always focus on your teammates as well and help them if they're having bad time to help them and kind of push them in, in their matches. So this is kind of what I like about college tennis that you're not playing just alone. It's not 
individual sport anymore. You need to also take care of your teammates and uh, you're playing as a team. If you don't deliver four points, you're not going to win. Uh, and I guess my last question for you, David, is just uh, what's next? I mean, you had an opportunity to compete at a very high level here recently. Uh, you, the tennis season is still a little bit away uh, when it looks to your, your conference play and things like that. But what are you doing now in the in-between? Are there other matches that you'll be involved with? Mm, so, yes. Uh, we Right now we have off-season. So for this month I'm just focusing to get better, uh, especially more tennis practices, more hours on the court, more hours in the gym. And uh, I'm going back home in December. Uh, there are a few tournaments waiting for me to play uh, for my clubs uh, to get ready for uh, January here in the state. All right, so one more question for me. What's the, uh, what's the best shot you ever hit? Best shot I ever hit? Um, definitely Twina. Uh, every tennis player is going to say the same thing, I guess. <laughs> definitely Twina. Uh, you got to explain that one to me a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> as a non uh, non tennis player. Yes. Uh, so basically, let's say you come to the net, uh, someone try lobs you. So basically, it goes over your head. You're running back, and you just hitting the ball between your leg. So you just kind of swing in between your two legs. Oh, so you so you run uh, backwards and yes. Okay. All right. All right. I've seen highlights of that. Okay. <laughs> so, you, so you pulled one of those off. Yes. <laughs> And you you did one of those successfully. Yes, yes. <laughs> it looks like go. it'd be fun to try, but I know I would never make it work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, David, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, congratulations on a great run, being able to compete uh, on a thank national so level like that. And uh, best of luck as you prepare for the, the conference season, which is not really that far away, and good luck going home, too, for a little bit. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. All right, that's uh, David Cherney. He's with uh, Utah State Tennis and uh, having a great, great fall in the offseason, getting ready for the spring season for USU. A quick time out here in the Full Court Press. A lot more to cover and love to hear from you as well on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. Hey, you know what sounds amazing? What's that? Three-day weekends. Well, you know, Schreiber Foods will give you three-day weekends. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're hiring forklift drivers. You work Monday through Thursday, 12-hour shifts. You get Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. But I don't know how to drive forklift. That's okay. We do in-house training and certification. No way. Three-day weekends. Here I come. Schreiber Foods is expanding and offering increased wages, benefits, and yes to three-day weekends. Apply online at schreiberfoods.com. Equal opportunity employer. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Nova, Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. 
Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit job.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business, and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally, without all the red tape, by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. They never could play it, but they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press. Logan Holiday Gift Show gets underway tomorrow at the Riverwoods Conference Center. 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. both Friday and Saturday presented by Coppins Hallmark. A uh, great place to go find a lot of great gift ideas, decorations, services, all available at the Logan Holiday Gift Show. Santa will even be in attendance. So bring the kids, and it'll be at the Riverwoods Conference Center both Friday and Saturday. So again, a big appreciation to David Cherney for joining us here on the Full Court Press, talking about Utah State Tennis. Um, you have opportunity to compete at the uh, ITA Nationals. Um, and a high-level competition, and uh, really good opportunity to do that in the off-season to still compete at a high level, stay engaged, so it's not totally a big downtime between you know, when you're in regular conference play. Yeah, tennis is something that can certainly be done year-round. Obviously, you don't want to be constantly playing matches because it's also a sport that really takes its toll on you, um, and so injury is actually pretty common in tennis, but at least minor injuries. Um but yeah, it was. You know, I was I was following along, um, kind of in like October, uh, October and early November, where Jeremy was making his run, like making deep run into regionals, um, and then getting into nationals, which is you know it's for as good as Utah State tennis has been, the men's tennis team, um, Cherney's run was you know fairly unique, you know, in the program. I, I forget all the specifics. I didn't put it in front of me. Um, just now, so, but he he had a good run. Uh, obviously, he ended up just like losing in the first round. But you know, he was going up against one of the top tennis players, you know, in the country. Um, so, still, good season for him. He's set to have a a pretty solid senior season, I think. Right, and that's that's how you get better, right? To be challenged to uh, face somebody uh, who's really good uh, and learn how to be better and uh, realize oh, I've got to improve in these areas. And then you have time to work on that. Kind of interesting, too, that he's heading back to Slovakia for December, not just to spend time with family, but he's got a couple of tournaments he's going to participate in there with some club teams that he's involved with. So kind of exciting the next uh, couple of months for him. Yeah, tennis is always interesting because there is you're taking a sport that's you know, individual and all these t- players have all their you know individual aspects and all these different things. But you know, when you're Utah State, we think of it as a team thing, but it's an individual sport that we've mashed into being a team event, kind of. 
Yes. Uh, we got to do. Uh, we do need to take another timeout. We're a, a little long, but um, we'll, we'll uh, because that first segment went a little long, so we're yeah. a little behind. On, we'll get back on track. Yeah, we got some of your texts that are coming through. We'll get to those uh, and continue looking at the uh, kind of the path to bowl eligibility, and then Utah State and Hawaii. What are our predictions? Uh, for that game late Saturday night, how is it going to play out? What's the score going to look like? Love to get yours as well. And also recap what happened last night with the Utah Jazz, picking up another nice road victory uh, a- against a good opponent, this time in Atlanta. So we'll talk about that coming up on the Full Court Press. You have to see it to believe it. The new Three Peaks Medical Plaza is Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in the Three Peaks Medical Plaza in North Logan. The entire staff and doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and Three Peaks Medical Plaza, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to cachevalleyent.com for details. Most insurance products, including Select Med are accepted. This is Ryan at My Mattress. We've teamed up with Ridgeline High School Booster Club to bring you the mattress warehouse sale of the year. November 11th and 12th at Ridgeline High School. My Mattress, Maloof, and Serenoni will have truckloads of mattresses, mattress protectors, sheets, pillows, accessories, Serenoni blankets, and more at blowout rock bottom prices. Plus, you'll save thousands on Sealy, Intellibed, and Tempur-Pedic. That's Friday, November 11th, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., and Saturday the 12th. 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Don't miss this chance for blowout pricing from my mattress, Maloof, and Serenoni, November 11th and 12th at the Ridgeline High School Mattress Warehouse Sale. This is Dustin with Valvolinus and Oil Change in Logan. Whatever you do, don't forget to change the oil in your car. My team at Valvolinus and Oil Change will get you in and out quickly. Stay in your car and relax, all while your car is being serviced by trained professionals. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main and Logan, across from Angie's. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Service you can see. Experts you can trust. Holiday parties and events at the Riverwoods Conference Center offer a festive and fun holiday atmosphere. Paired with catering from the Elements Restaurant, your special occasion can include tasty hors d'oeuvres, delicious entrees, and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. Now accepting reservations for the 2022 holiday season, the Riverwoods Conference Center and Elements Restaurant can accommodate you whether your event is large or small. Visit theriverwoods.com or call 750-5151. I'm Nate Craigman. This week in the Mountain West, Boise State on top of the mountain despite a disappointing non-conference loss to BYU. Fresno State leading the West Division with Jake Hayner back in the fold. We talk Broncos with Pete Cavender. We talk Bulldogs with Cameron Worrell with three weeks to go until the Mountain West title game. It's all this week here on the Mountain West Radio Network. Friday afternoon during the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil are available at Superior Lube Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They're at 695 North Main in Logan. Just by Angie's. That's uh, the uh, oil that your vehicle loves. That's Valvoline Instant Oil Change. 
Uh, once again, David Cherney earlier in the program joining us, talking about USU men's tennis. And uh, again, if you missed it, we'll have it available on the podcast shortly after our show is done. Uh, a couple of texts coming through during our interview. Uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to text in. Uh, you can also text in your score prediction or, or game prediction if you want to get more detailed for Utah State at Hawaii. If you want to give a whole drive-by-drive drive prediction, just send in your drive summary. Player by player. Uh, 9758 texting in. Last year, ESPN Events created a bowl game to get the last two bowl-eligible teams a game. I suppose. Um, kind of on that note, I went in uh, during the last break, pulled up a bunch of bowl projections. They're all from this week. Um, six different outlets, because this is apparently a popular thing to do. Especially this time of the year. Yeah, yeah so uh, SI.com, Yahoo, Athle- The Athletic, CBS Sports, Athlon Sports, and The Sporting News. So of those six outlets doing bowl projections, one of them, only one, has Utah State playing in a bowl game. And that was uh, SI.com. They have them in the Frisco Bowl playing against, I forgot to check who. <laughs> or I did, but I forgot. Aggies were the Frisco Bowl uh, a couple of years ago. 2019, I believe Jordan it was. Jordan Love. Yeah, it was 2019. Jordan Love's last year lost to uh, Kent State. That's right. Kent State's first ever bowl win. There was a pretty heavy dose of controversy going into that bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is very interesting. Uh, but, yeah, so this this projection has Utah State playing Troy. In, a, in this one, like, it's an at-large versus at-large, so it's exactly the kind of bowl that you know Utah State could fit themselves into. Uh, looking before we go into the uh, game-by-game projections, just going to more of these texts coming through. Five three three eight. Go Aggie tennis. There you go. Like I said, for for wow, this was it was probably the best program at Utah State. They were consistently winning conference titles or. Regular season, or there's a also a postseason tournament. So there's, you know, it's like basketball. There's multiple conference titles up for grabs, but they were consistently in the mix for both of those. We're doing very well, although then the head coach left, and so it kind of it's tailed off a little bit, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, well, Cherney has definitely got personal accolades, Mountain yeah. West high level accolades for his individual performance. Yeah. Um, nine three one five with a score prediction for Saturday night, USU twenty one, Hawaii seven. Okay, all right, Got a low scoring game. <laughs> What's the over under on the uh, on the points? Uh, let me. I will tell you one minute here. It's like forty eight. I don't know. I'm just throwing darts. I don't. Yeah, uh, it, I would imagine it's pretty low. Um. Let's see. The over/under for Utah State at Hawaii is fifty-two and a half. Mm. Higher than I would have expected. Yeah, I think. And ba- USU by eleven and a half. Based on my score prediction, I've got the under pretty comfortably. Hmm. Uh, so one of the things that's kind of interesting to look at, and I haven't been doing this. I started doing this earlier in the season, then I went away from it. But now that we're getting near the end and we're trying to figure out, is there a path to bowl eligibility? Take it for what it is, but ESPN has their 
uh, I forget the official term here. It's the, the matchup predictor. Uh, they, own, they have their own ESPN analytics to try to predict who might win the, a game. And it, at the start of the year, they had it predicted out for every game. And it gets updated and, and changed as more data becomes available. Yeah. But looking at it right now, Utah State at Hawaii, Aggies favored 62.9% to win the game. Yeah, I mean, you, f- you feel like you assume Utah State's going to win, but I assume Utah State was going to be pretty solid against New Mexico. They were iffy for a lot of the game. You know, assume they at least had a chance against Wyoming. Granted, I think I picked them to lose. Thought they were going to do better at Colorado State. And you can make excuses for several of these games, but it's just like, well, at some point you got to win. Yeah. <laughs> and you're making it way too hard on yourself. And so you wonder, like, hey, think, Utah State, they're, they're favored to win. They should win. Are they actually going to do it? Because they were supposed to do it against UConn. They were really iffy in that game. They were supposed to do it against Weber, and they didn't do it. They were probably supposed to do it against UNLV. didn't do it there. And just keep going down the list of times Utah State's supposed to take care of business, and a lot of times they either don't or it's way harder than it's supposed to be. And last year they were kind of the same in some ways, but they had a switch they could flip and they just absolutely turn it on, you know, and come away with the win. This year they don't have that same talent. No, not nearly as explosive. Nor not nearly as dynamic. Uh, so they are favored to win at Hawaii. Um, probably not as strong as originally would have thought or expected. But that's I mean that's just still pretty healthy margin in favor of Utah State. So that gets them to five wins if they were to get that one. So then they got to get one of their final two games, hosting San Jose at 7.45 on the 19th, or at Boise State, Black Friday morning in Boise. And again, looking at the ESPN predictor, Utah State only has a 35.3% chance against the Spartans, but an even more difficult challenge at Boise State. They're only giving the Utah State an 11.2% chance. Yeah, it's just really hard for Utah State to win at Boise State, even in their best years, in, in Utah State's best years. And the fact that you know, you're going to be at home against San Jose State, you know that's where all the hype's going to be for the team. You're going to hype yourself up for that game. Um, and so that's where you have a good chance to win. And you know, if you lose against San Jose State, I don't know if they can hype themselves up again for that Boise State game in an even more difficult game. Boise is definitely more vulnerable than they've been in a little while. But they're still finding ways to win in conference. I mean, they're still undefeated in conference games. So despite all of the weirdness that's gone on up there, they're still undefeated in conference games. And they're always tough to beat in Boise. Yeah, so it's like, I just don't see Utah State winning in Boise. Not this team. They're not very good on the road this year. They've got, what, the one road win? I guess if they win this week, they'll have two against Colorado State and Hawaii, which such impressive wins. <laughs> and I, again, I shouldn't, I shouldn't count the eggs before they hatch in this case with the Hawaii game. 
because they could lose against Hawaii. I could conceivably see them losing against Hawaii. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, and my score prediction will reflect how confident I am that Utah State's going to win. But it's still, you know, in the cards with just how nuts these games get, um, and how Utah State just gets itself stuck in the mire so many times in the middle of a game. By the way, I, I noticed this over the weekend, and I meant to bring it up, and I keep forgetting, and I just remembered. We, uh, when Utah State played uh, UConn early in the year, Aggies kind of squeaked by, right? It was uh, tough early. Then they got things rolling in that third quarter. They had a really good quarter, and that was about it. But it was enough. They got the win. And we were all wondering, is this UConn team better than we thought? I was like, eh, I don't know. They're probably not really very good. Well, flash forward, uh, fast forward a couple of weeks here now, and they're 5-5 five and five on the year. They've picked up wins against, yes, Central Connecticut, but also Fresno State, FIU, Boston College, and UMass. So they're at 5-5, five and five, and I didn't think looking at their schedule that they could get three. Yeah, they're they're. Four out of their last five games, they've won. You combine that obviously with the earlier, um, earlier win against non-major opponent. So yeah, they're looking at uh, trying to become bowl eligible. Granted, it um, to do that, they'd have to either beat number nineteen Liberty or Army. Maybe I can't remember if Army's good. This uh, year Army's not. not that great. Okay, so they might possible. be bowl eligible. They there might you go get to a bowl game. Jim Mora. There you go, averaging all of 18.5 points per game. He's got five wins. <laughs> uh, 9952 texting in. Given the late start and cold weather, I like the chances of beating San Jose more than Boise State. For a second, I thought he was talking about the Hawaii game because I, I only saw the beginning. I was like, wait a minute, what the heck is he talking about cold weather? <laughs> no, I mean, it's a good point. You know, San Jose uh, coming from the Bay Area. It'll be late uh, in the evening. It'll be later in the season. Um, that could play a factor. But I've seen games where we've seen these uh, quote-unquote warm weather teams come in and and actually enjoy having a little bit of a change and, and uh, just outplay the Aggies considering the elements. Uh, just pray for the worst weather possible because San Jose State is a team that passes the ball a lot and does not run the ball very well. Utah State's kind of the opposite, where they don't pass the ball super well, but they've run the ball pretty effectively. Mm. And in bad weather, you know, if the wind is howling, if it's a lot like it was, you know, this this uh, this past week, you know, that that could mess things up for That's San Jose State if they can't throw the ball effectively. So, you know, pray for that nuts weather. Nine three one five texting in. How many teams uh, USU plays goes bowling? So I think to interpret what the question is, how many teams have Utah State already played or that's on USU's schedule who are going bowling or will be bowl eligible? Um, I can figure that out. I think we've got one more break to get in. We do. So let's take that now while Jason coaches the numbers. If you want to continue to chime in, we'd love to hear from you and get your score predictions for Saturday night's game, Utah State at Hawaii, 435-339-0321.
Do you have a broken appliance? Save money and repair your appliance with Daryl's today. Maybe you'll decide you need to purchase new. If so, you can apply up to $95 of your service call toward an appliance purchase. We reduce the risk when you choose Daryl's. It's a unique deal only we can offer you. See our store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales West on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. We're heading into some crazy weather this winter, which means power outages. Tyler and his team at Golden Spike Electric can install a Generac automatic standby generator for your home so you can avoid issues when the power goes out. If you have one already, Golden Spike Electric can maintain your Generac automatic standby generator for you. Find them online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. Golden Spike Electric and Generac automatic standby generators. Power you can count on. Has inflation got you down? This is Zach with HSA Depot. Did you know you can save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings and flex spending accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your health care by providing HSA and FSA eligible products, taking the guesswork out of the process. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot, five-star review. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a weekend showdown from Lambeau Field as the Green Bay Packers host the rested Dallas Cowboys. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the action as the Cowboys go for a third straight win. Can Dak and the boys earn a tough road victory or will Aaron Rodgers and the pack be too much at home? It's the Cowboys and the Packers. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday afternoon, beginning at 145 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Napa Auto Parts says everything to get you ready for the colder weather, especially for your vehicle. They'll help you uh, install a battery that makes sure that it'll work properly when it's cold. Make sure you have wiper blades that'll actually move the snow and ice off your windshield. They have ice scrapers, snow brushes, fuel line antifreeze, starting fluid, windshield de-icer. Go check it out. Napa Auto Parts, five locations, locally owned between Preston and Providence. So the question is, uh, how many teams has uh, Utah State faced or will face who will be bowl eligible? So there's six teams that I think by the end have a really good chance of being bowl eligible. There are three that are, as of this moment, already bowl eligible. That's Alabama, Air Force, and Wyoming. Uh, Air Force and Wyoming each have six wins. Alabama's got seven. Uh, UConn, I mentioned if they beat Army, that's a little more easy. They've got number 19, Liberty, and Army left on their schedule. They beat Army, the more likely they get in. Uh, UNLV, they're 4-5. and five. Uh, They have Hawaii and Nevada left on their schedule, so two uh, fairly winnable games for them. Yeah, very possible. So, possible. Um, they're honestly the least likely, but again, still likely. <laughs> um, BYU... 
Uh, they're five and five. They have Utah Tech left on their schedule, which I think you know they're a non-major opponent, but I think it still BYU, counts towards yeah, bowl eligibility. But BYU hasn't played any other non-major opponents, so uh, they'll get that one. They also play Stanford, so yeah. There's uh, there's the six teams that I'm. If I was a betting man, I'd say probably all of them end up bowl eligible. Maybe UNLV doesn't, but probably all six of those. Uh, did you include San Jose and Boise? Uh, so they hadn't played them yet. So Oh, considering who they've already played. Yeah. But San Jose, they're already at six wins. And Boise State, they're also at six wins. Yeah, so obviously both of them bulgeable already. But already. So of the teams Utah State's played, those are the six you had. So, I mean, eight opponents potentially on Utah State's schedule end up in bowls. Eight, yeah, eight of 12 uh, going bowling. But it's... A, Coach Anderson said before the season, this is going to be a much more challenging schedule for us than what we went through last year, and that's definitely been the case. There are other things, other extenuating circumstances that have made it challenging for USU, but the uh, the, the schedule has been more, more difficult, no question, for the Aggies. Uh, we'll give our predictions for how we think this game is going to play out uh, next hour. Love to continue to get your score predictions uh, how's the game going to play out? Besides just the final score, how do you see it playing out? Uh, we'll also recap what happened with the Utah Jazz at the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Jazz have been one of the busiest teams at the start of the NBA season. They have played more games than anybody else. And uh, they've got a, a deep bench that they're going to and utilizing a lot of different guys to get these wins. And uh, now they actually have a little bit of time to catch their breath because they've got a bit of a break here. They don't play again until Saturday. Yeah, a nice, solid two-day break, which is, you know, it's not as great for fans. Like when you have these breaks, it's like, oh, it's been forever. But they're good for the team, which, like you said, has played, you know, they're 10-3. and three. I think the, the Bucks are like 9-1 and one or something like that. I uh, may be. Uh, yeah, well, Milwaukee is ten and one. Ten and one now. So, um, a lot of these other teams are playing. They're at you know ten eleven games, and the Jazz have thirteen. <laughs> it's nuts. So it'll yeah, be it'll for them to get a, a a bit of rest. If the playoffs started today, Milwaukee would be the number one team in the East. Utah would be the number one team in the West. That's nuts. So I was I was playing around with some numbers earlier today. At the uh, number of teams since the merger, 1976-77 season. How many teams have started at least 10-3 and three and kind of how their season ended up? Uh, 20, so there's 162 teams that have gone 10-3 and three or better to start the year. Um, only two have ever missed the playoffs. So that'll wow. tell you a little bit about the uh, Jazz's chances to make the playoffs. Um. 26 of those teams ended up winning the NBA title. And another interesting thing is that of the last 10 NBA champions, nine started 10 and three or better. Wow. So granted there were 28 other teams that also started 10 and three that didn't win the NBA title. So it's not like a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. (laughs) But we're just saying. But the last time. It's a thing champions do. Last time Utah started out ten and three, they went to the Western Conference Finals that year. Yeah, they started twelve and one that year. So, um, 
0607. Interesting note that Brooklyn is 5 and 7 outside of the playoffs. Minnesota is 5 and 7 in the number 10 spot in the West in the play-in. Those are two teams to watch closely because of draft situations. I said just abandon the tank and now all in on just letting the Timberwolves and 76ers tank. That's true. All right, more on that coming up next on the Full Court Press. And predictions for the Aggies. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Brooklyn Nets are going through a number of issues. Ben Simmons is terrible offensively. No one ever knows what's going on with Kyrie Irving. And with the departure of head coach Steve Nash, Brooklyn has been without a head coach for over a week. Not that you noticed. That streak ended yesterday as the Nets officially hired Jacques Vaughn as the team's permanent head coach. Not a household name, but when you consider his resume, the may not be as bad as many people are led to believe. With championship aspirations, integrating a new coach with limited knowledge of the roster and organization is far from ideal. That won't be a problem for Vaughn. The former Magic head coach is a former player who's been with the organization since 2019. And with numerous problems surrounding this Nets lineup, a coach familiar with the roster who has the ability to connect with these players may not be a bad first step in addressing Brooklyn's extensive issues. I'm Dan Patrick and this this is above the noise. 